Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. This week we talk about episode 12, Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat. And also I'd like to welcome to the show, some may call him the podcast overlord, but we like to call him Kevin Batchelder. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, folks. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you. I've been enjoying your shows all season long. Oh, it's been a blast. Oh, thank you. It, it, yeah. You know, you say it again and again, but, you know, when you start a podcast about a show you've never seen before, it's a, it's quite a gamble, and boy, it's just paid off. So yeah, yeah, I'm so glad we decided yeah. to do this. This is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I understand. And it's like the story, like the stories have just gotten better and better and better. And that, the, and we, and the best thing was like we started in a good place anyway. It wasn't like we had to suffer through a bunch of garbage to get to like you know the real great stuff. It's just it, it, it started in a great place. Now it's even better. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Yes. So um, and the fandom that's cropped up around this, it's it's cool to hear from people. I love live tweeting about this show. It, it's, it's quite a different experience than I've had um, intro casting, <laughs> you know, when pretty much a show is over and done with for a long time and you're still talking about it. So. <laughs> oh, and yeah. the only people listening are your friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now this gives you a chance to make some new ones because, yeah, like you said, the fandom's been growing with each episode, I think. I see a lot more buzz on social media. A lot more folks are jumping in now, and it's that's really cool to see. Yeah, and um, I'm thinking in a couple of weeks we might uh, we might touch base with a couple other iZombie podcasters, and, uh, well, you'll hear more about that maybe after uh, the season finale episode. So, um if that's all we had to say, I can get us the news. All okay. right. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, next week is the season finale. Yes. June 9th. Uh, Blaine's World. <laughs> and so, wow, all 13 will be done with after next week. I, it doesn't seem real to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm so anxious to see how this season's going to end. <sighs> Like, I have no idea where it's going, but I don't want it to be yeah. over. But the good thing is it won't be over for long. We won't have a long summer to wait. So I'm hearing that uh, a lot of people out there actually haven't uh, had it started iZombie for you know, several episodes in. And basically, I would say if you wanted to uh, start all over again, you have a great opportunity because the week after the season finale of iZombie, on June 16th, the CW is starting all over again uh, from the pilot. And uh, you can just watch it every week on TV if you don't have access to, what, Amazon Prime, I think it is, that is playing it. I know the CW only has, like, a few episodes on their, their website. But uh, I think Amazon Prime has them all. I don't know. I'm, I can't wait for the Blu-ray, so... <laughs> Yeah, you might have to shell out a couple bucks an episode or you wait, the, like you said, uh, it's great the CW does that. They've done it for some of their other shows where you can come to the party late, as they say, and still see yeah, them all. Exactly. 
Um, but the party is still going. Um, the ratings have stayed consistent, I would say. Uh, we're still at a point six this week with 1.8 million viewers. So uh, that's great. We're all on our own. We don't have the Flash to support, and yet iZombie is still bringing people in in this kind of off-season as we're ending here. So that's exciting. Um, maybe we'll get a full season two, or maybe we'll just get 13. I don't know. Um <laughs> But anyway, let's get into our discussion on Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat, um, written by Diane Ruggiero, um, who wrote the second episode of the series, uh, Brother Can You Spare a Brain, also the co-creator of iZombie, and directed by Marcy Almas, who uh, is a great genre director. She's, uh, she's directed episodes of The 100, Beauty and the Beast. Lost Girl, many, many episodes of Smallville, including the episode where they introduced Supergirl, called Supergirl. I would suggest people check that out before they uh, watch the new Supergirl, but, you know, I tr- I've been pushing Smallville on people for years, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let's get into uh, our topics here. Our first topic, which is probably the biggest one, Peyton knows. Dun-dun-dun. Where did she run off to? I don't know. Did she get scratched by Sebastian? Uh, Why would she just run off? And I mean, I don't understand. She just saw her best friend totally go full on zombie and stab a guy with a knife that was already in her hand through his head. I think she's got some stuff to process. That was pretty brutal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's not uh, small stuff. I think she... Just kind of freaked. I, I'm hoping that's all it is. I'm hoping we'll find out she just freaked and needed a little alone time before she comes back to the apartment or, or Ravi or whatever. I'm you know, scared because okay, um, last week uh, last week I had predicted. I said you know uh, the the folks from Josh from uh, I Zombie U Zombie asked us to do like a death poll, and I put Peyton in. <laughs> <laughs> and as this episode was going through, I was like, oh shit, like <laughs> there. I thought yeah. they were weedening us, you know? We had a, we had a lovely <laughs> friendship moment with Liv and Peyton. Things are going so great. Like, like just, I mean, to go on a San Francisco Vertigo tour with Ravi, like, that's just romance right there. Of course they're going to kill Peyton off, you know? So when I, when we see her on the floor there, um, yeah, I was, I was quite worried. Um, yeah, because Sebastian is a psychopath. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now he is a psychopathic zombie. With, How terrifying with is that? Because he had brains in his head, so like he's good yeah. at cooking as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, and also, I don't know if this is considered a spoiler. I'm just going to say it because a, a cast member actually said this on Twitter. Ali Machaka tweeted out and said, um, I hope you folks enjoy this episode. Um, this is my last episode of the season. So I don't think we're going to see her next week. That's what I was afraid of. I was afraid that that is her cliffhanger. And her her yeah. arc cliffhanger. So I don't think we're going to get an answer. I think Peyton's going to be left. I don't know. I'm hoping she comes back for season, for season two. I really do. And I'm really hoping she doesn't oh, come I don't back know. as a zombie. <laughs> I know. I just think they're doing a good job. Of, you know, they proved that with the whole misdirection last week, too, that they're going to leave us just hungry. <sighs> Pun, in, pun intended for more. Puns <laughs> are welcome here, sir. <laughs> yes. Try my best to think of a couple to fit in. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, to to backtrack a little bit, I mean, we did get some uh, great chat between um, Liv and Peyton. We found some interesting stuff out. Um, Liv had a high school boyfriend um, who wrote her a uh, three-page letter about why she should sleep with him, uh, which is funny. Why should they? Why they should lose their virginity yes. together? <laughs> And I love this. I imagine that this is how they were together before, before Liv was become uh-huh. a zombie. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I love the whole trivia contest that they said they'd get into over each other's uh, background. And um, so, I mean, you know, I hate to get into this, but was was Peyton joking about all the sex that she's having with Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> I think you she think so? was. Yeah, yeah. I, do too. I think she was exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. Robbie was a bit just to freak Liv out. Robbie was a bit nervous about the whole suit and vertigo thing coming on too strongly. If they were having like sex like all the time, I think he'd have a little bit more confidence. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Um. Sebastian. Uh, we'll talk more about him later. But she, I mean, Liv. Liv has to go through this whole thing where she's. She realizes she's created another zombie. And my favorite part is they put that sketch in front of her. And she's like, this is that guy, Sebastian. It's like, really? You recognize Sebastian from that sketch? Yeah, that was a little far-fetched. But who was the the sketch artist? What episode was he He from? He was from Brother Can You Spare a Brain. We got got a couple of callbacks. Callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. This is another... uh, uh, Diane Ruggiero uh, episode, as well as the uh, uh, the chapter title, um, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Because Guess Who's Coming to Dinner was a chapter title with uh, Blaine, I believe, uh, when we first see uh, Blaine. Uh, and this time it's when, um, you know, Liv comes home and finds Peyton unconscious. So, um, <sighs> yeah. So we, we got the... Uh, the classic mirror trick in the bathroom when uh, Peyton like is in the bathroom, doesn't see, opens the mirror, and we see the Sebastian standing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> classic. I think that was the whole. Uh, we got a lot of uh, slasher film callbacks because of uh, the case this week, but uh, that was that was definitely one of them. And um, yeah, uh, Sebastian is uh, pretty upset, even though you know he did lick blood off of. <laughs> off of Liv um, You know he's still like You did this to me um, But uh, we got a We got a pretty good fight in the in the kitchen Yeah that was a nasty one I mean they were, they were Liv was just beating the you know what out of him Once she got going I mean that was Ouch is all I kept doing I kept wincing even though I knew it was two zombies yeah, Like he shoved a knife through her Stomach and then through her hand And then he had a, a knife Through the hand it was uh, It was pretty rough Yeah yeah. she bounced his head a couple of times I'm like oh man Got him into those cabinets um, And There was only one problem There was one little glimpse Of her dark hair Under her wig and after I saw it the first time, I, I, after, I watched it about two or three more times, and all I could see was the dark <laughs> hair. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll look again. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that's minor for this show, though. They do yeah. such a good job. On all but the other other than stuff. that, it was a, a great fight. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, Peyton, you know, finds uh, – this whole fight ends and Peyton has woken up and um, – 
yeah, Liv ends up uh, confessing that she's not. You know, that she's she might have had red glowy eyes <laughs> stabbed this guy to the head, but he's, <laughs> she's not going to hurt her. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, and drops it all like, hey, I I dropped, I, I dumped major because of this. And this is what happened. I just scratched, and now I'm a zombie, and zombies are real. And let me go get you some peroxide. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she is totally <laughs> not staying. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was thinking to myself, peroxide. I'm, I'm certain either Sebastian or Liv have some on it on their on their person because because uh, of their hair. But um. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was just tough. I mean, it once you kind of saw where it was going, you knew what was going to happen, and then you got to watch it actually play out. It just it felt it felt bad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, well done, but gut punch number. That was only gut punch number one mm-hmm. too. In the last ten minutes, we had a couple of them. Yeah, totally. And this was a. Uh, but I, f- I feel like it was inevitable, though, that Peyton was going to find. You know, you she could they couldn't live together in the same house apartment, and it not come out eventually. Right. And this is a uh, you know you hope that everybody in her life will have that reaction that like Ravi did, or um, you know the dream uh, major, the the delusion major had, you know. Um, that everything is going to be okay and we're interested in this and we want to help you. Uh, This is not Peyton's world at all. She is, you know, gets up, goes to the gym, works on law stuff and stays in the real world. It's it's all about, you know, normalcy with Peyton. All of a sudden seeing a zombie get, you know, his head uh, stabbed through on her her kitchen counter is not a cool thing. It's not good. Um... But uh, it, it was funny because this this whole thing um, stemmed back to um, the beginning of the episode because Liv um, was uh, stalling Major because she says, I got to figure out how to kill Blaine. And at the end of the episode, she just discovers if I stab a guy through the head, <laughs> you know, it works. Which is funny because this is a show that has zombies in the pop culture now and um, – You'd think that she'd think, oh, of course, headshot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, Major does, because he's watching those yes, videos. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we should talk about Major. Um, our next topic, Major Trouble. Um, so, yeah, she's stalled. She's stalling Major, but not really, because Major is off. Um, uh, well, first he films that video. Um, and, uh, then he goes to post his health inspector, which, uh, I was wondering what the heck was he doing, but it looked like he was planning what he was, you know, how he was going to enter the, enter the shop. What was, what his exit points would be, you know, all, all the plans. He's probably going to go home and sketch it all out. Right. Cause he, you know, he took pictures and stuff. So. Yeah. And he bought the guns and he got a grenade <laughs> and I feel like he's got, a plan. Maybe he got caught on purpose. Got taken on purpose. Ooh, that'd be awesome. I feel like he's got something up his sleeve because they would not have showed him buying the guns and the grenade and it not pay off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he bought this stuff and then he's sitting outside the meat queue and he's uh, he's thinking, you know, uh, he's listening to a self help tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to psych himself up. I'm thinking. I, I don't know. I I just I think he's got those weapons, and maybe they'll come in handy once 
you know, all hell breaks loose if he gets out. But I, I don't know. I just don't feel him having a plan. I just think he's a little too, you know, bowl in the china shop. Let's go in and do something. Oh, crap, I got caught. Because, I mean, he's, he got the crap physically beat out of him before. I think he's back in that same situation. But maybe he's got it up his sleeve. I won't rule it out. But I'm thinking. He can't have weapons on no, him dude, in the freezer, though. You, he can't. They, they wouldn't No, he doesn't have them with him. They're in the car <laughs> yeah. or something. But Um. And we also got, uh, you know, we we got uh, a last scene with him and Liv in the previous episode, and we got this nice uh, Roger, you know, Major Roger feels, by the way, here uh, <laughs> between him and Ravi. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm getting worried about Major now going into this finale because, you know, we had some nice we had some nice moments with him and other people, and that's a that's a total that's a that's weedening. <laughs> That is, is jostling around. Uh, and I, I get a little, I get a little scared when things like that happen. Like, oh, you, can, you, you've, you know, do we have this uh, moment where, uh, you know, Robbie's asking about um, the Vertigo, whether you should do the Vertigo tour with. Uh, every time I say Vertigo tour, I think of you too, by the way. But <laughs> like, go to the, let's, let's see Bob on the edge in the Vertigo tour. Um, and we have this joking about uh, feeling around the cobblers, you know, whether. Uh, because uh, Major thought that he was... What are the, what are the cobblers? His, his, you know, his, his cobblers. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, that online zombie killer, by the way, um, is uh, Rob Thomas's assistant, Alex. And the zombie that he shoots in the head is actually wearing a Neptune Pirates jersey. So that's a little bit oh, of nice. trivia. Yeah, they tie that stuff together pretty good, don't they? <laughs> Neptune exists in this world. I, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dick is working for Max Rager. You know, it works. Uh, and Wallace somehow got involved with uh, drones or something. I don't because he was piloting uh, uh, planes on the beach. And yeah, it all works. <laughs> Um, so Blaine is, uh, having a little trouble getting his, uh, his troops in line. Um, Luda, who I love is, uh, is a little horse this week. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice touch. And, uh, trying to find those very expensive brains. Um, but, uh, our good friend Julian, uh, might've been the uh, reason why, um, Major gets found out because, Julian's like, does it, he have does he have good hair too? <laughs> yeah, I know, I love that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then the uh, that other dangling thread that 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 other shoe to drop the the whole Evan having an application to meet cute it finally comes through in this episode, and uh, Major actually hears it happening so i'm wondering how that's going to work out next week too you know whether he's going to be just grabbed and thrown in the freezer too or um if this is going to work in the major's plan somehow uh, oh i think i think that potentially is is going to be the bit that's going to be able to push live maybe over the edge you know when she sees him in danger yeah. you know because she's going to have such difficulty doing whether it's trying to kill Blaine or even some of the other ones, but I think she's, she's going to have to go full on zombie to yeah. kill Blaine, and Protect that's something. Her brother, yep. yeah, that's what that's I'm thinking. They could do it, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, yeah, that that final those, those whole final moments were scored with um, 
I have to talk about, I just have to mention the music on this show is great. Um, James Blake's uh, Retrograde was the song that was playing during those whole final moments. And I thought it sounded familiar and I looked it up and I, I guess it was it played in The Leftovers. That's probably where I've heard it from. But uh, Oh, okay. Um, and this is a reminder, I've got like uh, 32 songs on a Spotify playlist. Uh, if anybody's a of you know, uh, has Spotify on their phones or whatever. If you search iZombie, you'll find my playlist that I created and it's got all the music from the, from the episodes and it's all good stuff. So, yeah, I, um, I lay out in the sun and listen to it. It's very chill. (laughs) (laughs) It's very relaxed. Yeah. There are some, there's some, there's some good upbeat stuff too, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, you know, very, you know, indie, you know, slow jams. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very CW songs. (laughs) So, uh, should we talk about the ass hats? (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about these teenagers. That's an amazing name for a band. (laughs) Mm Um, so we got the uh, classic I Know What You Did Last Summer opening to this episode with uh, our teenagers. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, Sebastian is stumbling, you know, up the bank. And I'm like, of course that, you know, they're going to hit Sebastian. Like, obviously, that, duh. I, for some reason, I was imagining, like, some some other zombie gets hit or one of the one of the kids gets scratched and they hit the, that kid or something. I don't even know. But no, it's Sebastian who gets hit by the car, and our, our four teenagers, uh, Cameron, Kimber, Teresa, and Nate, um, in a stolen car. Um, and uh, Teresa immediately stuck out to me. I'm sure it stuck. she stuck out to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I recognized oh, yeah. her from uh, Arrow. Yes. Yeah, I like that kid. She's got a great yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked a lot like Sin in this episode. It's pretty funny. You did. She got some of the best lines yeah. here, too. She look a lot like what? Uh, Sin, the character from Arrow. Oh, yeah, she was in uh, The Missing. That was the first show I saw her in. The Missing? The, mi- the, kill- the Killing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they're all the same. The Killing, The Missing, <laughs> The... the um, yeah, I also have her listed. We're talking about Bex Taylor Claus, by the way. If people want to look IMDb her, um, she's also in House of Lies, and she's going to be in uh, the TV show Scream and Vin Diesel's The Last Witch Hunter. So she's she's getting a lot hmm. of work. Um, she's from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. you looking at her IMDb? Uh, I did yeah, earlier. She's, she's got some pretty eyes. Um, Kimber is played by Stephanie Bennett, who is in the new show Unreal. Um, oh, I want to watch that. I hear good mm-hmm. things. You know, uh, Diane Ruggiero yeah. is probably going to watch it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about a Nerdist Writers Panel we, podcast we listened to, and it would have Diane and um, the showrunner from Unreal on the same panel. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Diane just wanted to listen to her talk about the show. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> it's something about like a reality show, but it being made, and I don't know. Yeah, it's like backstage at a reality show, and because the uh, the showrunner she worked, that's how she got started was on a reality show. So it's kind of uh, making fun of, but also you know, lovingly lovingly making mm-hmm. fun of uh, reality shows. So yeah, I hear good things. 
But this Kimber girl was hilarious. <laughs> Did you feel a kinship with her, Steph? Because, uh, you know, I love the whole Seeds of Faith camp reference she made. Uh <laughs> Doing CPR yeah. to the beat of Godspell. All of the best yeah. from Godspell. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> but uh, she said, um, "I'm only agreeing to this because my dad just had his gallbladder removed, and there's no way he can handle the stress." <laughs> That's true. I had my gallbladder removed, oh. and uh, yeah, I would not be able to deal with my daughter uh, having him run over somebody <laughs> with her friends. <laughs> <laughs> I say she's dead on with that. Um, did you want to see something, Kevin? No, I just was appreciating again the, like you said, the whole homage to the "I know what you did last summer" movies. I mean, they even brought the dialogue in. The sequels came out in the uh, interrogation yeah, room. They said there wasn't a third one. There's a third one. It's direct <laughs> video, but <laughs> you know what they should call it. Everything else. I mean, you, I just love that they tie all these loops together. Yeah. You know, there it is. Um, I'll always know what you did last summer is the third one. <laughs> um, so, okay. Doc, uh, Doc, Doc Maynard High School. Yep. Is that a play on something? Yes. Uh, Doc Maynard is uh, the nickname for David Maynard, uh, one of Seattle's founders. And uh, that does make sense that there would be a Seattle high school, but I uh, did not find a Doc Maynard High actually uh, listed in the old Google. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that stuck out. I was like, Doc Maynard, hi, what? Um, <laughs> and our final kid was uh, Cameron, played by Reese Ward, who is in The Hundred and The Strained and The Returned, which I keep coming back to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he plays um, Aaron Douglas's uh, brother on the show, uh, on, on The Returned. So I, I don't know, it's just funny. I, I just finished watching that series, and yet every cast member seems to be migrating over to uh, iZombie. So. This is cool only to me. So, yeah, they must be sh- uh, shot in Toronto. Yeah, Vancouver. No, Vancouver. Oh, Dang it. I always mess that up. <laughs> what am I talking about? I'm, a, I'm an expert here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to the let's um, the morgue scene where um, Robbie is. Uh, oh well, Robbie has this thing with, with with this cheerleader, right? I mean, like. <laughs> First, he's talking at the crime scene about, like, identifying with how Evan must feel being in the same school as this girl and, you know, admiring her from afar. (laughs) And and then then in the morgue, he's talking about sitting behind his crush, Alexander Beckenbauer. (laughs) Taking four years of Four years worth? Yeah. Just to smell her hair. Okay, so do y'all know that girl? Was there a girl like that in your school? Oh, Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there were a couple. <laughs> oh, not just one. No, well, like, two. like I remember, oh, and I no, Elizabeth. Now that oh, Elizabeth. memories, and now that my kid is in high school, I can look back and I can realize these things. Like she, there's like the smartest girl in the class. Morgan has said, you know, she's nice. Like it's like it's almost like. She wants to find something bad about her, so she's not perfect. <laughs> and and so like Morgan relates or it, or compares herself to like the smartest kid in the class because Morgan is an intellectual. And so then I realize how shallow I must be because that girl in my class who was the prettiest, the nicest, the most popular, I would say she's so nice I can't find a flaw with her. 
she deserves to be, you know, the queen of the school because she's, you know, you you just want to maybe I don't know maybe yeah, I don't know if find a flaw to bring her down a notch or something. Yeah. So I'm like, God, I'm so shallow that that's who I. I think the girls that I I like fell in love with from afar, they weren't ever like the cheerleader type. They, I would never see somebody like as dumb as Kimber and be like, oh my gosh, I must be with her. Um, <laughs> so it was somebody that had some character and too. Character that had and beauty. A, I mean, obviously there's beauty involved. Yeah. There's attraction. Well, at least on based on what, a 20-year-old memory, you think that this was That's all there. true. There have been a lot of lollipops between now and then. Yeah, Uh, there's a lot of time passage there. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So, yeah, we had a pretty gross corpse and a nice close-up of a pretty gross. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of detail. Mm. Because a lot of times you can't really tell who the corpse is. Uh, that was yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that was a that was a dummy. They made that up, but still, it looked nasty. Um, mm-hmm. And her brain was like liquid. So that's I mean, and and also like you know, Liv got uh, you know secondhand brains. Like those brains had already been snacked on. She essentially reached into a garbage dumpster and grabbed half a hamburger for her meal this week. <laughs> yeah. So. No- not only can I not eat while watching the show, now I can't eat while listening to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> oh, and Clive ate some brains. Yeah. That was bound to happen. Well, yeah, the way you put it out on pizza like that, yeah. But every week he's been like, what do you got? What do you got? And it's like, get away from the Clive. Don't do it, Clive. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of built to this. Yeah. This was inevitable. Yeah. Um. So back to our uh, our band here. We have uh, we have the, they're called the Ass Hats, and their hit was Slumber Chunder, which is uh, vomiting in your sleep. Apparently, so uh, that's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. Um, I like I like the sound of the song, but uh, I I didn't find that one on Spotify. I'm pretty sure that was made up. For the show, uh, we got the classic. I don't know where this had to be in some movie, and maybe you guys know where Nate runs with the bass and the car oh, yeah. kicks him back. I could. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know which one, but yeah, it's a classic. I mean, I know we've seen it yes. many times. Maybe Spinal Tap or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So this band, um, they they say that they didn't hang out with Kimber. Um, but they were rehearsing that night, and uh, Clive is not believing that at all. But, like, because, well, Liv either. Liv's, Liv basically says, like, wait a second, well, what, or maybe it was Clive. One of them, they said, what day did did um, Kimber go missing and you, you were playing? And you, they were like, uh, I don't know. It was, the, it was the night that Kimber went missing. That's that's how we know we were rehearsing. And yeah. I just think it's completely plausible for them to not know the day they were rehearsing, but know that that night that Kimber went missing was the night that um, they were rehearsing because they could associate those two. They don't need to associate days. This is some serial stuff, so I'll put that aside. <laughs> But what is up with the money? Yeah. And is it Cameron is telling them not to go to the police? And 
There's they're stealing cars. Is this a car ring? A theft? Car theft ring? I don't I don't know what's going on here. I mean, okay. yeah, we got we got a we got a big hanging storyline there that I'm wondering how much we get next week on. Right. I mean, right down to the end of the episode with uh, you know Teresa going back to the motel and trying to dial nine one one in her last breath kind of thing. So something's. Yeah, because through the episode, you were thinking, or I was thinking that it was Sebastian that was killing these kids. Right. Yep. But and now, but we, now Sebastian's we, gone, so it's somebody else. Could be somebody else, Sebastian yep. Sebastian killed Kimber. We saw that on camera. <laughs> or not on camera. We saw that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, when uh, Nate was killed, his skull... <laughs> Was bashed open, but no brains were taken out. Like he, mm-hmm. he hit his head hard enough to crack a skull. Which, by the way, that was kind of gross, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> peeling that skull open, um, and then when Teresa getting text messages. And by the way, I don't know if this is a reference back to the whole blame texting major as Jerome thing. I didn't know if that was related at all, but uh, it was awful fishy. But uh, Teresa goes into this hotel room and there's there's blood spatter um, on the uh, bed, on the pillows. And then something grabs her. But doesn't doesn't kill her, doesn't bash her head open, and somehow allows right. her to crawl bloodily to a phone and still dial nine one one. So I just mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that you know because that's like if a zombie like did she fight if it was a zombie did she fight it off? There's also the thing where Kimber okay when Kimber was killed, Sebastian grabbed her, snapped her neck. And then, um, you know, beat her head in with a rock, dug in. But when she's found, she had her arm pulled off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, she was in pieces. I mean, so was that animals or is this the killer that eventually got to Teresa? Exactly. Like, of course, I don't understand why why anything but an animal animal would rip a limb off of a dead body. Like I. Werewolf? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. I wrote, <laughs> Zombie I wrote, werewolf? No, I, wrote I don't know. Big capital letters, <laughs> Were Terrier. <laughs> Were Terrier. Because I just, okay, it's got to be something where someone would go into a hotel room and text this person to come, but then lose control and kill her off. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a Max Rager thing where they, whoever kills her, like hulks out and uh, and murders her and just lured her there to do it. What was the movie playing in the motel room? Sure, that was Night of the Living Dead. That, oh. Was it that looked older? I was. I, it's funny. I tried to figure that out and I really couldn't. So I was curious if anybody could. I tell. knew it wasn't Vertigo. No. I I was pretty sure it was Night of the Living Dead, but I could be wrong. Okay, maybe it was. I just couldn't. I didn't see enough for me to recognize. It looked like it. I remember there was uh, an angry old older balding guy who was quick to temper in the movie and it looked like he was talking to like his wife on the screen um i don't know how that's even related but um so yeah um the i gotta talk okay so Liv has this uh eats two brains this week um one is our cheerleader and one is the stoner and uh 
I think one of my favorite references uh, this week was uh, when Liv pointed at the cartoonist and said, I know you. Um, <laughs> because that's just one of my favorite lines from Dazed and Confused, the Slater. Oh. Okay. Class, I know you. Uh, but, um, yeah, we got our, our buddy Jimmy. Uh, back again, um, who informs Liv that he is a graduate of the Federal School of Applied Cartooning and uh, he should be taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, defensive much? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it turns out that this uh, liquefied brain from Kimber uh, was, according to Rose, the grossest brain of the season. She said that it, what she's drinking is chocolate milk and gelatin in those scenes. Ooh, <laughs> um, Liv's reaction to the brains as well were a lot of fun. Um, when she starts pepping up and Ravi realizes um, what's happening, he he calls her cheer brain. <laughs> Classic. And I love the glee that gets on Robbie's face where he's just like, be aggressive, Liv. Be aggressive. Yes. <laughs> this is gigantic smile on his face. And oh my gosh. Liv and Tate. Tate. Is that her yes. name? Oh my, oh my goodness. god. I hate yes. that name. <laughs> we apologize to everyone named for... Tate out there listening. We We're do awesome. not have any Tates listening to this podcast, I'm sure. Oh, you're getting emails now. <laughs> Middle name is Tate. <laughs> I mean, t- Tate Donovan, if you're yes. listening, <laughs> we apologize. It, these names are just ridiculous. But anyway. Tate and Liv together were hilarious. Oh, I mean, the timing of that stuff and the whole, yeah. oh, we won't tell anyone. Well, technically, okay, I won't. You know, can't tell my dad. I won't, but I can't say that he won't find out. I mean, I'm like, oh, my goodness. You could be a lawyer, girl. Maybe if we really, really had to, we yeah. will. You are being so strong. Yes. I'm having, a, what did she say? I'm having a, a contact. Oh, uh... Oh, contact. No, are, sad. A contact sad. I think something like that. They mentioned that they mentioned that um Tate Tate was like the kind of girl that people share secrets with. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, I mean, Steph, you were tweeting that we were gonna talk about a high school this week. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was totally that kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can tell. You know, do you everyone confides in you, me. I could dish with you. I can tell yeah. that. <laughs> what is it about me that makes <laughs> makes people think that though? Is what what are my Tate like qualities that uh, people are picking up on? <laughs> it's just that well, you can discuss things yeah, with okay. you. You can discuss um I'll tell you later. You, you uh I'll tell you I'll tell you, you off. You tell mark. me all about the ex boyfriend, how you going to get fro yo with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the most risque uh, things that I've ever heard on a CW show, by the way, was Kimber's voicemail. <laughs> oh, she's going to take that oral yeah. exam. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like, way to work it in. Okay. Oh, and when, in one of the, the flashbacks, when Nate was oh, that was Seatbelt uh, makes your boobs pop. <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, 
going to stick his tongue down her throat. That was so gross. <laughs> and they, they get around the drug angle, too, because Liv doesn't ex- actually smoke pot in this uh, show. I mean, he, she's got, like, a pipe hooked up to an apple, but she doesn't have any weed. She's asking if Peyton has any, and Peyton has those mm-hmm. edibles. So it's lollipops. And uh, Yeah, and, okay, when Clive and Liv go to the um, storage container mm-hmm. where uh, the band is practicing – I swear I do not remember seeing the puff of smoke come out of Nate's mouth. Oh, oh, you didn't see that? I didn't. Well, he w- on television, but when I watched it again on uh, this other device, I, I saw it. But I don't, I don't know if it aired. Uh, no, I saw it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and I love the uh, the sight of Liv just like crashed on the couch in the morgue watching cartoons and <laughs> having the munchies and just laughing. I, again, this is this, Rose said this is one of her favorite episodes, uh, and I can totally see. I mean, she gets to sample two brains and then go back again to the cheerleader brain afterwards. So it's technically three brains, mm-hmm. uh, and radically different each time. I mean, she does it so brilliantly mm-hmm. too. I mean, you got to totally change your personality, her cadence, everything. She's so good in the show. Yeah, man, she is nailing it. Um, yeah, you almost made Mexican hot cheerleader chocolate come out of my nose. That was a good line. Or <laughs> <laughs> they called her Cheech or Cheech. Chong? Cheech. Cheech. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I guess we'll find out next week. Um, what's going on um, with uh, who who killed or is 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 Teresa dead at all? Is what happened to Cameron? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be another one of those things where we discover they were they were thrown in a lake as well. <laughs> you know, after that, Flay the Living Dead was a case that was left open. Um, yeah, we might have to watch uh, next next year about these writers, these sneaky little writers where they're. Their first episode relates back to the uh, – their, their, their second episode relates back to the first episode. I mean, Deirdre Mangan did the same thing with uh, – oh, gosh. I'm, I'm ruining myself. Uh, Flight of the Living Dead and Dead Air. No, not Dead Air. That was Ayana. Uh, Patriot, no. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are the worst. You're just leaving me dangling out here. <laughs> I have no idea. We just edited out me getting that answer right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, (laughs) I I was wondering, what did you guys think about Clive this week? Do you think he's going to finally figure out or at least ask Liv, like, what is going on with you? I I think that's got a chance to be the next person who finds out. I mean, the last few episodes, there's been a couple of lines where he's been really talking to her like last episode about how specific her visions were. And even this time after the whole uh, cheerleader interrogation, when when he's like, listen, you know, don't be so method. I mean, he's really starting to notice some of her specifics. So I'm wondering if that's the next person who gets... Because he can handle it probably better than anybody. He doesn't have the emotional tie to where like the family uh, does. So yeah, that's true. He could be like this is. Uh, he he might not play up that whole dramatic like you've been lying to me this entire time. But mm. he is a professional. He's all business. Yeah. He would have to go about the proper channels of handling this. He couldn't just keep his mouth shut. Sayonara, Mima. <laughs> 
Well, but the other side of it, too, is, is the fact that, uh, what is it, the captain that's in, that's a zombie, too? I mean, <laughs> he's he lieutenant. might find he's that lieutenant. it's lieutenant. Okay, that he's got a, you know, a lot of this might really put two and two together for him as the detective. And he might find it's in his own best interest not to talk about it with anyone but Liv. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's, uh, he's in the middle of a corrupt police department. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, you know, I mean, at least run by a corrupt guy, and who knows what's going on missing persons. But um, I, I, I'm pretty sure Suzuki is the only crooked person that we know is is definitely crooked in that in his department in, in homicide. I mean, there's some there's some dicks in his in, <laughs> that we've met in, in his department, but uh, Suzuki's the only one that seems to be um, at least working with Blaine. But yeah. Um, I mean, okay, so she says that she was trying to get into the head of a teenager, which she literally did, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then the second brain, Liv, is like giggling away, and I mean, she's acting completely stoned. And I'm sorry, there's not a cop in the world that want to be like, um, are you high right now? What have you been smoking? <laughs> You know, I just think that uh, I just think that Clive would have would would pick up on this by now. He he seems to be acting like well, she gets visions, so that's why she acts weird. There, there can't be any other reason. Yeah, but yeah, like Kevin said, I think he's starting to become suspicious. It's went from uh, she's has cookie visions to something else is up here. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's being overly quirky. <laughs> And even asked her, like, you know, were you getting a vision in there when the cartoonist uh, gets mad and Clive has to pull her out? He asked her if she was getting a vision. She's just like, no. But uh, I don't know. Maybe next week. Who knows? Um, The final thing that I had in my notes was uh, um, where we had Hope the Rat and then we had A New Hope, uh, the, uh, the new zombie rat. So... This episode was called Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat, and I just, I'm struggling to figure out how that relates to the rest of this episode. And I, w- I just kind of figured that zombie rats would be more of a more of a focus to this episode. Maybe it's just I'm not getting it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> is, the, is the dead rat stems for Sebastian and the live rat? I, I, I don't know if you guys... Uh, well, I mean, the the... The dead rat was the brown rat, oh, correct? Yeah. And then the live rat was a white rat. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm just, that's, that's all yeah, I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't have any answers here. Uh, folks, if you, if you know, please write in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I love the fact that he, he, he names her, he names the rat Hope. And it's like, Hope's dead. How on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and he was worried about her being bored. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah so ravi created another zombie rat and uh yeah I, I i guess i'm just not understanding the whole how do the rats relate to the story oh, yeah or even just like what what is the experiment like what is the utopium and the max rager i don't know is there a certain formula that i'm supposed to be getting out of this uh i'm a little confused on that whole front yeah. I just think it's going to take, I mean, that's such a big piece of the story, and we're so early in the show's big arc that it's going to take them a yeah. while, I think, to go somewhere with it. I think we're purposely feeling a little confused because I think he's supposed to be as well. If it was that simple, he would have already figured it out. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I understand, like, I, I don't want them to cure zombieism, but I don't know. Um, but you would think that Vaughn, Stephen Weber's Vaughn character, Duclark. is that his name? Yeah, you would think that he would, uh, or that Max Rager would work into the finale, but... Oh, I'm thinking it will. I don't... <laughs> I'll read yeah, the I don't, at, at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, rest in peace, Hope. Uh, I don't know about this this uh, new rat, whether it is, uh, you know, a new hope or whatever Star Wars joke you want to put in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. well done. Well done. Uh, um Acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, are there any other things we missed? We've been talking for quite a while here. No, I think we hit the high points, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No? Okay, um, so it looks like it's feedback time. Um, First bit of feedback I wanted to mention was Christina on Twitter, at meek underscore the underscore geek, tweeted us and said... If all of Liv's friends find out her secret and survive, maybe she'll have her own Scooby gang. <laughs> <laughs> Which that comment totally appeals to the Buffy fan of me. So. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Yeah, see, I don't know if I want that. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I do want someone more than just Robbie, though, you know? I mean, I'm not even sure Peyton's going to qualify after what happened, but it'd be nice if there was some some increase in the number of people on the inside that, that weren't all zombies as yeah. well. I'm thinking Major's going to have to learn because um, he obviously, he knows all about zombies. Why not just find out about Liv as well? Um, and uh, Yeah, it'd be cool if Clive knew too. I, I don't know. I don't know if that if everybody learning her secret is going to take down any of the dramatic tension that that whole angle brings, but I've never been a fan of secret identities on this show going on or on, on, on shows going on for very long. Uh, uh, 10 seasons of Smallville. Uh, so, <laughs> um, we have some voicemails here. We also have some emails. I have our ver- first voicemail is from, uh, Josh. Here he is. Hey guys, this is Josh with iZombie, you zombie, or as I should always be known now, the only person whose call has to be listened to before recording begins of your podcast. And I want to begin with apologizing for derailing you guys this week. The murder pool thing is just something we play since Game of Thrones went all red wedding, and now all of a sudden, everybody, you know, I guess writer room wise, decides that the most important thing is how can we kill someone? be shocking at the end of a season so we just kind of play along and it's something we throw out a name and just be like maybe that and then move on and I, I caused on we in Robin and I actually feel really bad so I'm so sorry um, regardless we got such a great episode this week um, and uh, on our end we have almost nothing figured out so I'm hoping that by listening to you guys all of a sudden it is all become oh so clear to me and uh, and uh, you guys make me feel yeah. like I know everything that's going to happen. In good news, I think that <laughs> Peyton finding out means there's absolutely no chance that she will die. Although if she does, I'm now going to feel entirely responsible. So thanks, and I cannot wait to hear what you guys have unearthed in your recording session and what I will expect will be a very long episode. Thank you. <laughs> 
clear as mud. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can tell, Josh, from how scatterbrained I've been this this evening, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a little hard to wrap my brain around it. Um, but yeah, our our predictions from last week like sort of came true. I mean, with the whole Peyton thing, Peyton's not dead, but she's she's you know she's left. And we won't see her probably till next season. And then Stephanie was talking about how like the rat was going to die <laughs> because of the, uh, you know, what, what if the uh, what if the cure killed the rat? And, the, and it did it did kill the rats, but uh, I guess uh, we have a new rat, so I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to I hate I hate to call somebody's death and have anybody actually die on the show and feel responsible for it, but. Uh, <laughs> Up next is Jamie. Hey, Robin and Steph. Uh, Jamie here. Just wanted to drop uh, my first uh, feedback into the show. And uh, been watching uh, since the beginning and had to catch up online. But now I'm able to watch it on uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, and all I can say is I'm really digging this show a lot. Uh, I never didn't watch Veronica Mars, so I don't know, know how... Uh, this guy particularly right, Rob Thomas, and uh, but overall really enjoying the show. Season finale is uh, ramping up to be a uh, awesome hour of TV. Can't wait for it to come on. And uh, want to let you guys know you're doing a good job or a great job, and uh, keep up the work. And uh, you know my number, call me. I'd like to join you sometime. I'll catch you later. Bye. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Very cool. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? We have a couple of emails. Um, did you want to read one of them, stuff? I'll read Franzi's cool. email. All right. Hey, guys. Wow. Just wow. I can't believe this was just the, penul- penul- pen- the penultimate episode. It. it would have been a fantastic finale. The fight scene was amazing. I didn't expect it to be that brutal, but I liked it a lot. I also appreciate that Peyton found out about Liv's zombieism. I really hope she will come back and deal with it. Though I kind of think that she will break up with Ravi when she finds out that he knew all along. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Uh, speaking of him, Ravi, oh Ravi, you and your <laughs> German word. A German word for memories. <laughs> I adore you even more. Last but not least, I want to see Teresa again. I do too. I hope Teresa's back. I think she will be. Teresa again. Hopefully a, a lot paler. Maybe as uh, another good zombie. Have a nice day, Frenzy. Or a weird terrier. <laughs> Something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ravi, listen. Ravi, if you're listening. <laughs> If you need somebody to go on a San Francisco Vertigo tour with you, I will suit up and join you because that sounds amazing. Oh, I'd love to go to San Francisco. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't care for <laughs> yeah, Vertigo. You were going to like the Vertigo part of it. but um, All right. Uh, and finally, from Heidi, um, she says, Hey, guys. Oh, Zombie Rat died. Liv has only been a cheerleader for two seconds, and I'm already done with her. <laughs> I really, I really like the interrogation of the best friend, though. Liv now reminds me of Valley Girl Veronica Mars. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why Clive asks Liv why she's acting so so weird. Isn't she always acting one form or another of weird around him? Ah, did Clive get a bite of brain? Good thing he doesn't like mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if he was like, mm, are those mushrooms? Ugh. Uh, 
Bring back the cheerleader. Stone teenage Liv is even worse. I'm sad that they went the drama direction of Peyton thinking she had her friend back, only to have her hopes dashed ten minutes later. Yay, cheerleader is back. Okay, I did not expect Peyton to see Liv go full-on zombie or for Liv to confess everything. Things are really amping up. Lane has major and Liv's brother has a new job. I'm in love with this show. Until next time, Heidi. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. <laughs> I know we could go on the Dirty Harry San Francisco oh, tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. How dirty is it? Um, <laughs> but, um, but, um, Facebook group. Do we have any sort of feedback in there? I put a little post up. I'm just quickly racing to that. Um, it looks like we got one, two comments. Kevin saying, wow, wow, wow. And uh, Andrew <laughs> says, from now on, I will never pick up a random slice of pizza and eat it. <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, thanks for all the feedback, and folks, I'm telling you, if you're listening and you are with us, you are you've been listening to the podcast. I, I'm I'm willing to go even longer next week. Send in your feedback for uh, the season finale, Blaine's World, because uh, then that'll be it. We won't have any more Eye Zombie till fall. So this is your chance to get it, get your voice heard. Um, I want to hear your theories. I want to hear all your thoughts, even if you sort of like the finale, but you want to talk all about how much you love season one. I mean, bring it on. Um, uh, I'd love to read it. So uh, send those in uh, to izombiepodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I think that's it. Stay tuned for After the Plugs uh, to hear what's happening next time on iZombie. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, oh, my pleasure. It was a blast. <laughs> And uh, uh, where can we find you on the old interwebs? Many, many uh, folks places. can find. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot out there, as many of you know, on the podcasting. But the main site is tuningintosci-fi-tv.com, where we cover all the genre TV shows every week, year-round. Awesome. And uh, you guys are obviously talking about iZombie Weekly, right? So, because many, many weeks, that is one of our focus okay. discussions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steph, where can we find you? Oh, uh, you can follow me at Steph Smith on Twitter. Please let me know that you're not a spam bot. Uh, and <laughs> the potentialcast.com is our Buffy rewatch podcast. We're almost finished. <laughs> almost. She's been saying uh, that all and, season one of Buzz Zombie. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as we're finished with Buffy, we're picking back up with Redemption yeah. Cast. Season 3, Angel. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Season 1 episode of the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombiePodcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember... 
a mind is a terrible thing to taste.